Great. So welcome everybody to Daily Intimacy. It's Tuesday. It's our weekly intimacy really, but I like the name Daily Intimacy. Thank you for saying hi in the Zoom, in the chat box, and one thing you're grateful for. Feels like really precious to start the day uh, naming and feeling the embodiment of gratitude, actually. So I'm really happy to be here, as always. I say that every week, and it's true every week. I get a lot of sweet energy and connection just feeling all of your energies and having us all come together with this consistency and regularity. It's really sweet. Um, yeah. Oh, hey, Emily. Welcome. So we're going to begin with a centering meditation. So I invite you to find a place where you can be comfortable. Sitting down, lying down is fine. Even standing up is fine, wherever you are, so that you can take a moment to ground and we can connect together as a community here. So wherever you are, I invite you to have a nice deep breath into your belly. And how about a couple of exhales with some sound, some sighs, just to continue to wake up the body. Ah, yeah. And as you breathe into the belly, just tuning into its expansion and your expansion. As you breathe, I invite you to see and feel the energy coming from the front of your body, moving forward into the space in front of you. And as you exhale, it comes back towards your body, towards your physical body. And on the next breath, I invite you to see the energy expand from the back of your body, from your spine, just out about one or two feet. And then exhale and allow that to relax. And on the next breath, the sides of your body, left and right, about one to two feet out. If it's further than that, you can bring it back in. And then just continue to breathe, seeing front, back, left, right, Expanding and not really contracting, but settling on the exhale. Breathing into all the space that is you and allowing that to settle. And as you continue with that breath and that energy experience, bring your awareness also to the earth. Bring your connection to her through your feet, through the base of your spine, maybe your hands touching her. And take a moment to tune in. Tune into her energy. Always healing, always loving. Maybe some other feelings mixed in there these days but healing and loving available to you in every moment. All you have to do is open to receive 
I do that through focusing on my inhale, breathing in inspiration, breathing in her energy, and allowing it to fill my entire body, including the energy field that I just sort of defined for myself. So just another moment of feeling into the space, into your expansion, which includes the earth. And then I invite you to take a nice deep breath and exhale. And then slowly returning to the place you're in in this moment chair you're sitting in, the room you're in, the virtual community we're in together. Have a deep breath and gently open your eyes and come on back. So welcome everybody. We do invite you to have your video on if you can, just to keep the room safe, but I do recognize everybody's name, so um, we're in good shape. And love to see you, your faces, and even if you're not dressed or still in your pajamas, you're welcome here, however you are. And um, yeah, it's really sweet to be able to see all of you, and welcome to those of you that are here for the first time. We'd love to expand this community and this gathering. So um, I invite all of you to share uh, when I post, when I send the link out. Do feel free to share that with your community and with your friends and family members. And it's really nice. It's been a wonderful gathering since all of this began in March. So today, let's see, do we still have David here? Yes. <laughs> today I have another special guest, another extraordinary human on the planet um, joining us today. David and I met just about, I don't know, a couple months ago. I guess it was obviously before all this started, so maybe it was February or January. Um, I got connected to him through a common person in our lives and... Um, listened in to one of his talks, webinars, workshops, and it was amazing for me. Lucky for me, it, it was, I felt like it was this kind of one-on-one -on -one session, even though there were other people there. But um, I, just, I just automatically connected to what he was saying about um, energy, about being an empath, about managing sensitivity and, um, and different energies and very specific practical tools that worked like that, that I've been using almost every day since that fortuitous night, David. Nice. Really powerful. And um, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I also love the story about your kind of uh, awakening moment. Sure. Uh, and if you want to share that, I would love that. And, yeah, um, and just also more about who you are. For so sure. welcome, David Waldis. I am going to 
Um, I unmuted myself here. You did, yeah. I'm just going to spotlight you. And oh, okay. you can keep David in spotlight, or you can change back to Hollywood Squares by um, just clicking on the, the, the icon on the top right of your screen. So you're at choice. Welcome, <laughs> Thanks David. Thanks so much, Robin. Yeah, I really felt a connection with you the moment we met. And uh, it's really fun to just, yeah, you, your energy is so powerful that you really stood out. And I was like, oh. This is a, a perfect candidate for the aligned living work. And so was, I'm really glad it's been powerful for you. And hopefully you all can see me okay. I'm actually in Sedona, Arizona. So I'm, it's just getting light here. Uh, so I'll, I'll be brighter shortly. I'm sitting next to a window, but it's, it's not doing too much good <laughs> yet. Until the sun comes so, up. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's just happening. But uh, yeah, well, well, thanks. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start by just sharing a little bit about myself. Um, uh, my, uh, my background's been pretty diverse. I, uh, I started life really as kind of that spaced out, um, I, I probably would have been in special ed programs, uh, you know, if it was more recent. Uh, but I was the kid that uh, teachers didn't know what to do with, you know, that uh, I, I had just really weird things about me and I, I never quite knew what people were asking of me growing up. I remember going back to like kindergarten, even uh, preschool, the feedback I'd get from my teachers, you know, things like, you know, he doesn't know the letters or the sounds they make, but he can read simple words. And he can't count, but he can do uh, simple addition and subtraction. And uh, it was like I, I lived in this world where I knew the answers, but I had no idea what the questions were. And, uh, you know, that, it took a long time for that to connect for me. I was, uh, even through uh, middle school, high school, I graduated at the very bottom of my class and uh, had all kinds of testing done. And they just couldn't figure out what was going on with this, this kid that, uh, you know, I, I scored really high on uh, IQ tests and uh, just couldn't show up. I didn't know how to interface with the rest of the world. And uh, fast forward into junior year of college, uh, ADD started to become known as a thing, or ADHD. And uh, Ritalin, which is kind of the, what would be known uh, as Adderall now, also was a big thing. And so they finally figured out what was wrong with me, <laughs> so to speak, and uh, medicated me. And I went from living in this world where I had all the answers and none of the questions to I knew all the questions, but I lost track of the answers. And uh, I learned to go from this very non-linear, kind of non-ordinary reality that I lived in my whole life to a very linear uh, reality where everything uh, like I, I learned how to play the game that everybody else was playing for the most part. And uh, from there, I, I, uh, it was funny, I, I, things started clicking for me and I went from being able to barely survive. You know, I, I was actually, I went to college and I think I majored in soccer, which, uh, <laughs> uh, and squeaked by with everything else. But once I started on this medication and it turned my mind linear, um, I was finally able to function. And I, I remember running into an old, uh, high school teacher. And, and this is funny to think back on this, to think about how I showed up in, in high school, is I was getting ready to start grad school. And uh, I, I, ran, I was working at a pizza hut doing delivery. I ran into this old teacher and he, uh, he's like, oh, David, what have you been up to? He's Mr. Rabi from uh, Ukraine, very strong accent. And uh, <laughs> I, I told him I was starting to start, starting grad school and he laughed out loud and patted me on the back. He's like, yeah, right. And he laughed, I'm like, he wasn't trying to be mean. He just didn't think that that could possibly be an option in my life. <laughs> and so, so um, you know, I, I lived between two worlds most of my life. And uh, as I got older and learned to navigate it, I, you know, 
the Ritalin didn't interest me anymore, but I, I learned how to navigate in a linear way and to navigate in a very nonlinear way. And I would bounce back and forth between those realities. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, uh, it, it was really interesting to, uh, to, to try to marry them. And they never quite did marry because I was either living in one world or the other. And so uh, I went through, I was in education for a long time. I was I was an uh, entrepreneur um, and I, I worked as a, uh, a coach and uh, I did a lot in the healing arts as well. And uh, after, this was about eight years ago, I kind of had this awakening where I went from jumping back and forth between worlds, living in, in nonlinear to linear, where I, all of a sudden I was in this state of consciousness where I was right in between the two worlds. And it was like the place where the questions and the answers married. And uh, it's, it became uh, known as Aligned Living. And I'll tell, I know Robin wants me to tell the story of <laughs> kind of how it happened, so I'll share that as well. Um, but it, it was very simple. We were actually uh, driving on a family vacation back to Colorado where we used to live. And I'd been getting this kind of intuitive hits that there was some big shift coming for me. And uh, I, I just had no idea what it was. And we were driving down I-70. If anybody's familiar with the Vail Valley, I-70 kind of curves through the Vail Valley. And there's often inclement weather there. So it was kind of a dreary day. And I look and I see this huge rainbow that's uh, in the distance. I'm like, man, it looks like it's coming down right on I-70. And so the family and I are talking about it. We come around the last curve before you head up over the pass. And we drive into this rainbow. It was the most bizarre thing where the, it was refracting all of us. We were looking at each other in the car and we're like all covered in these refractions like we were in this prism. And uh, instantly I popped into this state of consciousness where, uh, which I'll be sharing a, a little bit about with you guys today. We'll do some experiential stuff with it. But it was, it was like I could finally access both worlds at the same time. It was what I call the estuary of consciousness where ordinary and non-ordinary reality converge. And uh, it, it was just this remarkable kind of download, this uh, instant uh, epiphany. And, uh, and so from that moment forward, I was actually going back to Colorado to work with some clients and shifted everything I did from that moment where I was teaching people how to access the state of consciousness uh, and how to live in it, more importantly, because it's one thing to be able to, uh, to go there. It's another thing to be able to stabilize in it. And so that became the work that I, I do. And, um, you know, it's fine to me to think back on this path I've taken through life from being this... Uh, you know, dreamy, disconnected kid uh, <laughs> to a very linear, you know, business-oriented person to now being able to marry these two worlds where it feels very natural uh, to me. And I, and I think that so many of the clients that I work with, so many people I work with um, really crave that, that ability to, to be intuitive and to be discerning at the same time and to, to be able to balance that out. And so today we'll be playing with some of that. I'll, I'll give you some, uh, a really powerful uh, yet simple tool to access it. And uh, so to understand this a little bit more, uh, I, I want to share um, a little bit about energy fields and how they work, because really what we're talking about are our electromagnetic fields. And so uh, there's a study that was done in Barcelona, Spain at the ESADE school. And they were trying, it's a, a business school, a renowned business school, and they were trying to identify emerging leaders. And so they were trying to figure out what traits they carry so that they could predict them. And so what they did is they took 30 graduate students and they hooked them up to EEGs and EKGs. So they're, they're monitoring all their vital signs. And they put them in rooms together, broke them down into like five, groups of five or six. 
and they wanted to uh, um, just see how they would respond in group situations. So they gave them case studies to solve and then just sit, sat back and observed. And what they found is that every time in the first 20 minutes or so, they could predict who was gonna be the leader of the group. And it was interesting, it wasn't who was the most powerful necessarily or the most charismatic or any of these things people trained to do to be leaders. It was whoever was the most stabilized internally. And so it was really interesting. What they found is that people whose vital signs weren't fluctuating, the other people in the group tend to look to them for direction, for leadership. And one by one, they started to just entrain with them. And what that means is not only would they look to them for leadership, their vital signs would start to sync up with whoever they saw as the leader. And they would kind of defer their own authority and their own sovereignty to whoever was leading the group or whoever naturally emerged. And so, you know, I think we can all identify when we're in groups like that, we meet certain people where they have some sort of a stabilization where people just tend to look to them as a natural leader. And, and so it became really fascinating to me, you know, what I realized is that people that were leading were referencing internally, they were stabilized by something within themselves, and people that were following that leader were referencing externally. And I really related to that, you know, I realized I spent my whole life as an empath, I was externally relating to the world. And, uh, and I, I really struggled to have that level of influence and uh, leadership. And not only that, I was actually losing my own sovereignty. And so maybe a lot of us don't really have a desire to be a leader, but I think all of us desire leading ourselves, desire not being pulled into somebody else's world and just following them. And so when we look at the leaders in, in the world today, they're all stabilized internally. And you know, there's a lot of reasons that could be, it could be about their religious beliefs, it could be about their upbringing, it could be just how they see themselves. Uh, it doesn't matter how or why they've stabilized internally, but the point is that if they've stabilized internally, then people around them tend to leave their own reference point and reference off those leaders. And so I hope you guys can relate to that, that feeling of uh, just being pulled into somebody else's world, of feeling quite often uh, it's emotional energy that pulls us in. And, uh, and that emotional energy uh, gets us to, to basically leave our own sense of guidance, our own sense of self, and follow other people. And we may have noticed this. This is really where it showed up the most for me. And, and I, I hear this over and over again with people I work with where they'll feel really powerful in certain situations. You know, maybe it's around people that are really open to what they have to say or really good listeners, and they'll, they'll feel themselves, they'll feel clear, and they'll be able to show up um, sharing from their center, from their core. And then there's other people that they come across that don't feel as receptive, that don't feel as open to them, and they find themselves just shrinking, and they find themselves really struggling to express themselves or, uh, you know, falling over their own words. And, uh, and it really has to do with, am I referencing internally or externally? And if I'm referencing externally, I'm kind of at the mercy of my audience. And so I, I think that any of us that are empaths or highly sensitive people, that we tend to reference externally. Uh, and I have a, a theory about this uh, that I think makes a lot of sense. You know, that when we're born onto this planet, uh, these little babies are trying to make sense of their surroundings. And so we, uh, we use whatever senses we have, you know, people that are limited to their five senses, you know, that's what they use to understand their surroundings and how the world works. And those of us that have some sort of an extrasensory 
aspect of ourselves, which most of us do, where we uh, are able to tap into something and feel at an energetic level what's going on. And so there's a part of us that I call it our emotional body. And that emotional body, we defaulted externally. And it makes a lot of sense. As little babies, we were all trying to make sense of our world. And so when we tapped in externally and started to get that feedback, the feedback we got wasn't so much about us, but it was really about other people. It was about the people that were raising us, about how people responded to us, you know, what their insecurities were, what their strengths were. And so when we referenced externally, we kind of became, that was our first step into the world, becoming at the mercy of our surroundings, our self-concept became based on that. And so it never occurred to us that we actually could set that emotional body externally and be reading everything around us, but we could also set it internally and really be reading ourselves at a much deeper level, much more stabilized internally, much more internally referenced, if you will. And so those, you know, that was my experience and you know, client after client that I talked to, that we've just gone out into the world, left our default setting to external, still making sense of it, and tend to be about 90% external and 10% internal for the most part. And uh, what that does is it gives us a self-concept where we may struggle to trust ourselves. We may, you know, and that struggle really comes from, am I gonna be able to show up powerfully today? Am I gonna be able to show up clear today? Am I gonna be able to trust myself to feel comfortable and safe? And it depends on the audience, you know, that uh, I think we can all relate to people that just open us up and make us feel like we can express so easily and people that tend to shut us down. And a lot of that has to do with our upbringing, a lot of that has to do with our day-to-day -day experiences. And so the tools we're gonna to be playing with today are gonna be about taking charge over that emotional body, about taking charge over, are, am I referencing externally at 90% and internally at 10%? Or am I referencing externally at 10% and internally at 90%? Really you know, giving a lot of value to our surroundings, but more importantly, listening very deeply and, and cutting out all that noise because most of us are so bombarded by what the world's asking of us that we can barely hear what we want for ourselves. And so I hope that's relatable to you because uh, it'll be really fun to jump into some of the tools with that today. So uh, I, I was just gonna yeah. say, David, first of all, thank you. Mm -hmm. And also, um, you know, especially now with so much going on out there, you know, Absolutely. It's, uh, this, these tools are so valuable. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, speaking of that, uh, you know, we're seeing so much, obviously with COVID, so much with all the protests and Black Lives Matter, there's so much internal processing that's really ripe for us. And there's a real, you know, there's, there's groups that are pushing from the outside in with very strong viewpoints, obviously, and, and very importantly so. And you know, it's, it's interesting, if we're referenced externally, it's really hard for us to sort through our own stuff because we all have stuff around this. You know, we all have fears, we all have, um, you know, if we wanna call it prejudices or things that we're sorting through, ways that we're understanding ourselves and our own viewpoints around race, around, you know, whether it's the COVID or whether it's um, all the stuff we're looking at with, with, uh, um, with the protests, that we all have a lot we need to internally process. And, uh, and there's a lot being asked for, of us from outside. And so when that outside voice is that 90% or inside voice is 10%, our healing process can be so slow uh, and, and really about what's happening outside 
rather than being able to take that all in and feel and sort through and, and heal whatever it is that we're still carrying inside ourselves. Um, did you want to add to that, Robin? You looked like you had something <laughs> you wanted to say. No, 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 I'm just like agreeing, agreeing, agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, so when we, when we look at this, uh, you know, I, I did want to tie this into intimacy. I know this is, uh, um, you know, kind of the, the what's drawn everybody together in the first place here is, you know, intimacy, um, when we're referenced externally, you know, and that's driving our inner world so much, we tend to get so bombarded by external information, you know, it's like there's, we're just constantly streaming stuff that's really not that relevant to our truth internally. And so when we try to connect more intimately with people more deeper, deeply, we don't, we often don't have enough bandwidth to do that because we're already so overrun, maybe so uh, emotionally on the edge, um, so inundated that we, that it can be a real uh, just obstacle in trying to connect deeply with others because you know we're, we're sensitive to our surroundings. And so when we do go through the, the exercise we're gonna go through in a minute and open up internally, th there's something really interesting that happens. We, you know, it's, it's like when we're referenced externally, it's like we're tapped into every radio station that it could possibly be playing. And when we tap in internally, we're tapped into our own radio station and then we can be selective about which channels we wanna put it on, put ourselves on. And the moment we do that, intimacy becomes far more available because, you know, I, I think we've all had that experience where, where maybe we're emotionally taxed. We're just, you know, we, we, one more thing is going to push us over the edge. And we don't know what our baseline is and what's possible for our baseline because it's just been our experience of reality. And so when we take charge over that again, uh, in a very simple way, this isn't like grabbing a hold of ourselves and, you know, shaking ourselves into, um, you know, uh, into alignment. It's about allowing ourselves to drop into this place. And from that place, this empowerment that comes with it, um, you know, it, it's, it, it the changes very fast. And uh, it's, it's literally, I, like, I think the easiest way to describe it is I think of being uh, externally referenced as, as if we have cameras and microphones tapped in everywhere outside of ourselves. And then the screen and the speakers we're playing it on is in here. And so it's recording out there playing in here and it's so loud that we can't hear what we're tapped into with ourselves. And so if we were to take those cameras and microphones and, and turn the volume way, way, way down out there on the recording and turn it way, way, way up internally, all of a sudden our experience of reality, of course, is going to be very different. And, you know, as much, you know, as it, it may be hard to imagine that we can just do that with essentially our imagination. Uh, but this is experiential, so we'll we'll play with it, and uh, you know it just opens up all all kinds of aspects for people. Um, and intimacy is is a big big part of that, um, because if we don't have the bandwidth to be intimate, if we're already taxed uh, and overwhelmed, uh, you know that it just feels like too much when we get close to people or try to open up. If that makes sense. Awesome. So uh, it does make sense. I nice. think that. Yeah, it just can get, it can feel energetically overwhelming mm -hmm. and we don't realize that necessarily, like on yeah, a conscious yeah. level. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, um, and again, it's our baseline. So we, we're just dealing with what we know, right? And, uh, and until we know something different, we, we don't have a reference point for it. And so one of the things that we're going to do today is, is create a new reference point. 
there is a quote I wanted to share with you, uh, and it also gives me a, a chance to plug my book, <laughs> this Insight, Influence, and Flow. So if you're finding the stuff I'm talking about interesting, uh, that I've written a book about it. And so it's uh, lots of information in there. Um, but this is from uh, a chapter I wrote on entrainment, which is the idea that we tend to sync up with our surroundings. We tend to lock in with uh, um, the, the stabilized uh, leaders and, you know, or our surroundings and we become entrained with them and we lose our sovereignty and we start to be directed by these strong, stabilized voices and opinions outside of ourselves. And so this quote's from Nikolai Tesla. And so uh, it's actually from February 7th, 1915, which I think is interesting that, you know, this was what, over 105 years ago that he wrote this. And it's, um, it just feels more relevant today than ever. And so he uses a word in this called uh, an automaton. And the first time I read this, I thought it was a uh, typo. I wasn't familiar with automaton. I thought it was, so he meant to put, or it was supposed to be automation, but an automaton is kind of like a robot. It's, it's like somebody that just moves uh, in response to, or, or something that moves in response to the surroundings. And so here's his quote. He said, the human being is a self-propelled automaton entirely under the control of external influences. Willful and predetermined though they appear, his actions are governed not from within, but from without. He's like a float tossed about by the waves of a turbulent sea. And so, you know, this, uh, it, it paints kind of a dire <laughs> picture, you know, that we're just at the uh, mercy of our surroundings. And, uh, and, and, you know, there's a certain truth to that. I think there's something that he tapped into. He was very, you know, he's very aware of electromagnetic energy and electromagnetic fields. And uh, he, he was very, uh, you know, I think that he recognized that influence that was happening, that, that humans tend to, you know, get caught up in the group think, that we tend to get drawn into our surroundings and, uh, and it affects how we see the world. That sovereignty is something that's very fleeting. It's something that we may all be working towards, but it's, um, it's hard to know how to get there. And so I'd love to take us through an exercise now to, uh, to access that sovereign space where we're no longer that cloak, that cork being tossed about on the waves of a turbulent sea but we're stabilizing within our, ourselves. We're taking those cameras and microphones, turning the volume down externally, turning it up internally. The sun's coming up here now, you can see it. I have to adjust myself a touch. Um, the, uh, and, and be able to uh, see what it feels like when that external world is not pushing us so much. And we're able to hear our, our inner voice, our intuition, our, our, our own perspective over the top of the external perspective. That sound good to everybody? Awesome. So one of the things that's really interesting that happens with us uh, is that things feel different uh, when, we're, when we're referenced internally versus externally. And what I mean by that is we're, we live in a world where we're constantly being inundated with what's wrong. And most of our decision-making is based on that. You know, it's all about this feeling of overcoming the obstacles that are, are placed in front of us. You know, I'm trying to get from here to there and, and there's this problem and this problem's taking all my attention. I keep thinking about it and I need to work through this problem so I can get there. And the ironic thing about it is that those problems are often not necessarily what we need to work through in order to get 
to where we're going, they're often distractions. They're often things that we, uh, you know, we feel like, well, this is what's wrong. This is making me uncomfortable. And because I'm so tapped into what's around me, I need to fix what's wrong around me before I can move forward. And so we spend all of our energy, it's like bailing uh, the ocean with a five gallon bucket, you know, like this is making me uncomfortable or this person or this situation. And so we work hard to adjust and control our surroundings. And as soon as we get that taken care of, something else pops up, you know, the whack-a-mole, it pops up from somewhere else. And so when all of our referencing is on what's making us feel uncomfortable, we're just constantly putting out fires. We're constantly trying to overcome something. And when we align internally and we're feeling what we really desire, it's really next right action based rather than that's uncomfortable and I want that to change so that I can move forward because it's my gatekeeper now. It's stopping me from doing what I want to do. And you know, it's funny, I was, I was working with one of my clients who's a chiropractor and I was explaining this concept to him and, uh, and, and he's like, I think I get it, but you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure. And I said, well, well, look at it this way. You know, if a client comes into you and they're having hip pain, right? Do you work on their hip? And he was like, well, no, I work on their spine because since their spine's out of alignment, it affects their hip. And if I worked on their hip, you know, that may feel better today, but it's just going to get sore again. I'm like, exactly. That's the same thing that we're talking about here is we're working on our alignment rather than, you know, where we're sore, so to speak, because it's our alignment that corrects all that. And so when we go into this internally referenced point, the outside starts to feel different. It doesn't feel so uncomfortable because the volume's turned down on it. And what's, when the volume's turned up in here, we're having a totally different experience because now we know what do I want for myself, not what do I want to stop happening out there. Does that make sense? Nice. Very much so, yes. <laughs> we're silent because everyone's listening with bated breath, but yes. Nice, nice. And, and yeah. so, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I, I used to say my most powerful trait was perseverance. You know, I could just keep overcoming problem after problem after problem. And, and you know, it was like chasing my tail. Like it was exhausting. Uh, and once I started to stabilize and live in this state, it was like, oh my God, I don't spend energy uh, on these things uh, anymore that I used to in the same way. You know, of course, there's external things we need to take care of, but it, it was, I was making choices from a totally different uh, multiple choice bank. I wasn't trying to uh, make myself comfortable. I was choosing what I wanted to do and moving forward with it. And so, um, yeah. I, it's really say. powerful to be able to do that. I just want to say, you know, <laughs> really as, as somebody who works with a lot of couples, for one thing, it's a very common, you know, I'm uncomfortable you change so mm -hmm. I can feel more comfortable. And yeah, that's a really big dynamic, really common dynamic. Absolutely. And I think we're seeing this on a world stage right now too, you know, as everybody's sorting through like so much of what we're experiencing is fear and discomfort and people being afraid of each other and, and responding into that in, in the way that, uh, you know, the, we're, we're, you know, it's part of our history, but it's, I mean, it's just so, uh, such a big part of our reality. And so, uh, you know, it's really important to feel what's going on around us. It's really important to understand that. But if it overrides what's going on inside of us, uh, you know, like, who are we? You know, we're just a feedback loop of our surroundings. And so, we're, we're you know, today, I'd, I'd love to take it through the first step of breaking that feedback loop. All right. Have I talked about it long enough? Are you guys ready for some, uh, some experiential? Ready, ready. That's All right. Great. You know, I think it would be fun to have, I'll take everybody through this, but I'd love to have a couple people that feel comfortable sharing. And let me, uh, before I ask for volu 
for a couple of volunteers, I want to um, say what we'll be sharing so that you, you can feel comfortable volunteering. And so uh, what I want us each to do is, is to think about something that has been a struggle uh, over the past week. One of those external things that we've been trying to bail out of our lives or, or interact with differently that, uh, th that's been taking a lot of our bandwidth. And so uh, what we're gonna do in just a second, and I want us to be selective uh, in it being something directly related to our, our, our lives um, on a personal um, relationship or something we're, we're experiencing that's not as much, there's so much global stuff going on right now. And so it could be an aspect of that, but I want it to, to be zoomed in a little bit more. And so maybe it's somebody that has a different opinion that's close to you with all the stuff that's going on. There's, I mean, there's so many clashes of opinions right now. Um, you know, it could be something else that's showing up for you that's a byproduct of all the stuff. It, you know, it doesn't matter. I just don't want it to be not, uh, you know, I'm really upset about what's happening globally, but how does this tie in direct link to you right now? Does that make sense? It does. So awesome. you want, how many people would you like? Uh, I'm going to ask just for two volunteers, two but I volunteers. want us all, all to do this exercise. Yes, so, yes. So um, I'll ask for the volunteers after you come up with it so that you feel more comfortable because I Great. want you to be able to share what it is that you're, um, what your frustration is. And so we'll see what shows up for you. So we'll, we'll take a minute and just close our eyes and, and drop in internally and just what is the first thing that shows up for you that's directly linked to you? Uh, and I want you to just take a minute to feel in, like, okay, this is what it feels like. These are the emotions connected with it. And allow yourself to just take a little bit of a ride on what it is that's been eating at you. And just take a minute to feel fully. How does this show up in your body? Where does it take your thought process? Where does it take your emotions? And what do you notice? Nice. And so, do we have uh, just two volunteers that can kind of uh, take us through this uh, or that we can? All right, cool. It looks like we got a couple here. Um, there you go, Veronique and Emily. Awesome, thank you, Veronique and Emily. Appreciate it. So uh, Veronique, do you wanna go first? Can you just share um, you know, what the experience is and what you were feeling and, and how it's showing up for you? Um, yeah, sure. I. Thanks. I'm not sure if it's an isolated one, but I think it's more a lot of little things that mm -hmm. all give me the same feeling. Um, and yeah, it would just be frustration, I think, or not feeling enough, okay. like I don't have enough to give or enough to give to myself and this and that, and it becomes like an overload right. of just frustration and kind of dispersed energy. I guess I would say. Yeah, so it, it, like it kind of maxed out. Is that uh, fair to say that uh, there's so much being asked of you that you um... maxed out and like frayed? Does that frayed? Yeah, yeah, you? absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think to be a little bit more specific, maybe, and this has been ongoing for years. But mm -hmm. as soon as I feel like I gain momentum or clarity or direction, it feels like it just whatever that category is, it like just feels like it blows up in my face um and so i i now feel like hesitant to be excited or be passionate about something because just over and over and over again it feels defeated yeah it's, it's almost like this wave of excitement let down excitement let down 
Um, yeah. Okay. I can really feel that. Thank you for sharing that. And, and so, yeah, I can feel your heart tapping into that right now too, right? That feeling of, um, yeah, just, I hate to get excited, um, waiting for the other shoe to drop, so to speak. And, um, just, yeah, feeling like you're in that cycle of, uh, um, you know, that, that, yeah, I, I can really relate to that. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing that and, and going there. Yeah. All right. So Emily, uh, can you share with us, with, with us, uh, your experience? Uh, yeah. Hi everybody. Um, I am, I feel the same way. <laughs> it's funny. Like mm -hmm. I'm feeling, especially with COVID and mm -hmm. the protests, like yeah. what's my role yes. in that. Yeah. Um, and what I've determined is what you're talking about is like filtering and figuring out how I can serve in my specialty. Mm -hmm. And that entails, I've been writing this letter mm -hmm. to my photo association who is very white mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. what we can do about that. But mm -hmm. I have a very firm voice. Mm -hmm. So I've been just, this week I've been writing it and it's turning into a book. <laughs> and I um I have fear about the fallout. Right. And I it's in my neck. Mm -hmm. I heard that that's like your yeah that self expression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I feel like it's been shoved down mm -hmm. for a very long time, and I don't want to like blot it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to make it seem like my voice is equal to a black person's voice because it is mm -hmm. not. Sure. So I'm struggling with all of that. Yeah, yeah. How do, how do we engage in this? And... Like, back, like, like it's stuck inside my body, like bouncing around like a pinball machine. Yeah, yeah, I can, like I can feel that. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it and that like it's like you feel, it feels like you feel clear about what you want to say, but are struggling with how to say it so that it, it comes out in a way that really serves and supports and uh you know it's not uh it's heard uh, and effective yeah 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 awesome well thank you yeah it's throat right all right well, well perfect thank you so much for uh both uh um sharing this with you and so the exercise I, i'm just keeping an eye on the clock here so i want to make sure that uh i'll explain it really quick just to make sure that we're uh, um understanding the concept of it so we're gonna uh, go through this visualization where those cameras and microphones that I was talking about that are tapped in, you know, that we started as a baby reading our surroundings and never occurred to us that we could set those on different settings and, and take charge over them. We're going to take them uh, and we're gonna go through what I call the consciousness lock. And it's based on the idea of like an airlock. So if like an astronaut was trying to go from a spacewalk back into the shuttle, they couldn't just open the door and walk in. There needed to be a clear delineation, a clear separation of atmospheres. And it's kind of like that for us. You know, there's this atmosphere of the external and there's the atmosphere of the internal. And when we leave the door open between the two, we're constantly bleeding back and forth. It, you know, we're pulled all over the place by it. And whichever is the strongest energy, you know, it, uh, it, it takes charge and it, it, it overruns things. So, you know, if the space shuttle just had one door and they opened it up, the vacuum of space would suck out the pressurized cabin and everything would become space. And so that's kind of our experience a lot where everything becomes whatever the strongest energy is. And, uh, and the nuances, the subtleties, the true feelings tend to get uh, overrun. And so the, the, such a simple process to go there. What we're going to do is if everybody wants to just close their eyes and 
take a minute to just feel out into their surroundings, start to feel out to the rest of your, the home that you're in and to wherever you're located out into the surroundings. And I want you to put your hands up with the palms out. And I want you to just use your imagination, picture those palms as all those cameras and microphones reading your surroundings and just letting yourself flow right out. And we're gonna do this in two stages. The first stage is just gonna be sh shutting down, turning off, going into that little airlock that the astronauts use to go from the external space to the intern cabin. We're gonna go into a consciousness lock where we're just gonna turn off everything for a minute and then we'll open ourselves up internally in just a minute. And so with the hands out with the palms open, I want you to just visualize those cameras, microphones reading everything. And then just a second, we're gonna close our hands into fists and bring them down to our lap. We're gonna picture those cameras and microphones turning off. And it's really an interesting experience. And again, we're not, where we're going is just temporary because we're gonna open up, turning those cameras and microphones on again inside in just a minute. So as you're ready, feeling that external hands open, go ahead and close your hands into a fist, bring them down to your lap as you turn off all those cameras and microphones and just drop into that little airlock, that little consciousness lock, that little bubble within yourself. So you allow yourself to just be fully in your body. Take a minute to just feel what you're feeling. You can even open your eyes for a second from this place. So that all the, the hands are closed into a fist, they're down in our lap. And we're just taking in this experience. And so let's hear a real, uh, again, without going into anything other than what you're experiencing right now, Veronique, can you, uh, can you share with us what you're experiencing right here, right now, without making any more sense of it? Just how does it feel? Um, I feel sad, I would say, and I sort of feel like I'm catching up, I guess, like digesting, appreciating being still for a second and realizing how much this doesn't occur in my life. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And Emily, can you uh, share with us what you're, what you're noticing right now? Um, I'm not good at putting this into words. I think it's just like, um, I don't know, just like returning to myself. It's helpful. Yeah, nice. Thank you. I appreciate it, Emily. Thank you, Veronique. And so those of us, the more tapped in we are externally, a lot of people, it feels very quiet all of a sudden. It feels like that constant influx of all that emotional energy of all those feelings and thoughts. It's like they're turned off and there's this blank space. It may feel very disconnected. It may feel almost a little bit claustrophobic. And so we're not going to stay here for long. So with your hands closed in a fist still, I want you to put one over your heart, and one over your solar plexus, just below your heart and the, just below your ribs. And we're going to visualize in just a second those cameras turning on internally. And we're going to open up our hands. 
and I'm just going to talk you through connecting with what I'll call source. You can see it however you'd like. Um, and, and connecting with the earth and just getting this flow of energy going inside your body with those cameras and microphones turned on inside. So as you're ready, one hand still closed in a fist over your heart, right in the center of your body. One over your solar plexus, just below your ribs. Go ahead and open up your palms, turning on those cameras and microphones, visualizing it with your imagination. And as you do, we're just gonna drop our whole awareness internally and call on this direct connection we have with source or you can just call it your own connection with energy, however you see it. For some people, it's God. We're just gonna invite this beautiful white light to just light up running through the top of the head as it flows down through the back of the brain and spinal column. Allowing our awareness to slide from that front of the brain to the back of the brain. So we just settle in, allowing that light to flow down through the neck and throat. Flowing down each vertebrae in the spine. Through the heart flowing down through the lower back and out the base of the spine to the earth, then the legs at the bottom of the feet into the earth. Deep, deep, deep down, way past the surface, down to that sacred spot within the earth. Rounding into it, feeling that stabilization as you allow yourself to just drop your awareness into the earth. And as you feel that connection with that sacred earth, we're gonna invite that light from the earth now to flow back up through the feet, base of the spine, flowing up through the lower back. And as you're watching this, allow your awareness not to go to the front of the brain, but slide to the back of the brain, slide right into this space where we're focusing on this light flowing through the heart now, and neck, through the back of the brain, spinal column, out the top of the head, just being this conduit now for this channel of light your light, really dropping into the heart, dropping into this internal space. There we go. As we drop in here now, I want to just take a minute to take some inventory for how you're feeling. And there's going to be a temptation as we look at other things in our life to leave this space. So I want you to forget everything that you've known about this or have decided and just feel what you're feeling in this exact moment. And so I want you to become really aware of the back of the brain and spinal column, feeling that, inviting in that energy flowing in through the top of the head and flowing up from the feet and through the base of the spine with that connection with the earth. And I want you to take a minute to just invite into this space, whatever it is that you've been struggling this week with and not going into any of the stories and just noticing how it shows up for you as you invite this back in from this place. And don't try to get in touch with an old feeling, just feeling it right now as if you've never seen it before or felt it. And I'd love to hear again from our volunteers. Renique, would you like to start what you're uh, noticing as you... Um, without making sense of it, I would say I feel like I'm gasping or suffocating sort of, you know, I mean, mm. like the first breath after maybe suffocating and mm. yeah, just like, 
like that. I don't like, it feels good, but I can feel that my body is stiff and crunchy and like yeah. it's first breath in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That feeling of uh, like you're letting go of the trauma maybe of it or like you're moving outside of the trauma. Is that fair to say? Your body's still processing the trauma? Yeah. And just um, I'm thinking of like a seed that has to break ground and mm -hmm. it's you get tiny little rays of light coming in, but you still have to find a way to like push through some dirt. Yeah. I kind of feel like that is how it feels. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. And then this is a point where we get to choose which channel we're tapping into, right? Because we all have these experiences that we can go back into. And then we also have that ray of sunshine that's coming in um, that we can also tap into. And, and whatever we put our awareness on is what grows, right? And, and so when we, when we choose that, that, uh, that deep breath and we choose that expansion of self, that energy now, instead of being caught in the feedback loops with our surroundings, that is what starts to feed our internal reality and, and our experience. And, uh, and that spreads through everything. Really powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Emily, would you like to share what, uh, what you experienced or experiencing? Yeah. Um, I really felt the energy from like inward, mm. like shifting it. And actually, this is exactly what I'm talking about in my talk is telling them to shut off the cameras. Yeah. And yeah. go inside. And now I'm thinking, well, okay, so I'm making sense of it. The um, feeling I'm getting is when you're talking about the light, mm -hmm. I started to visualize that I was growing a lot taller than the people with cameras around me. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. And like, I felt this like little, like root, like my monstera right now is growing roots. Mm -hmm. And I like visualize those roots like really long and like, going into the earth through like I'm on the third floor of my house so like all the way down and it was very grounding and I felt that like pinball machine that pinball machine energy like mm -hmm. calm down but still energetic mm -hmm. with resolve to like be true to my voice that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Emily. And I think that's one of the things that people often experience at first is the other voices. It's not that they're not relevant, but they're not as relevant as our own. And so what happens quite often is those obstacles that we've been experiencing, that we've been tapped into, feel just less relevant. And what we need to do, like that next right action, becomes much more tapped in for us. And it becomes much more prevalent in our inner world. And, uh, and we don't feel so uncomfortable in it um, because the volume has changed. We turned down that outer voice, turned up the inner voice. And so uh, what we need to do, our next right action, our solution moving forward, our, our alignment um, is where our clarity comes from. And, and we stop being entrained by our surroundings that are pushing us around. Uh, and it, it starts a whole you know, uh, domino effect in our life of, of reclaiming. Oh my gosh, David, it's such a powerful exercise. Well, thank you, Robin. Yeah, it's, it's so yeah. fun to share with everybody. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, my own experience, I know we're just at time here, but um, I've been 
dealing with uh, stress around my son for many months now, six or seven months. And um, that's what I used. And when I got, when I was in that space, I just felt like, oh, okay, he's struggling, like Mm -hmm. curious, aware. Um, But my body wasn't reacting like, oh my goodness, you know. Um, So yeah, coming back to alignment and for self-love. To me, this is like such an act of self-love. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important. It's so fun. Like when we're, when we hear our voice the loudest, um, it it doesn't get overrun. It doesn't get stepped on. And then we start to align our our lives with ourselves, which is really the way that we can serve other people the most too. You know, that, uh, you know, we're not here to be reflections of everybody around us. We're here to bring our individual genius, our individual gifts. And uh, most of us shut them off because they don't fit into the feedback loop. Uh, but when we're the origination of the feedback loop, rather than, you know, it, it happening to us, uh, like, like, of course it fits in because, um, you, you know, we're, we're the ones creating it. And uh, it's so fun to watch as I work with people over time, how that it just rearranges everything in, in their lives uh, in a very positive way because what's in alignment becomes stronger. What's not in alignment, uh, we start to adjust and, and shift and uh, some things just need to move an inch and some things need to move a whole bunch. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, and, and so one of the things I did want to say is that this is just the kind of the edge of it. And, and so this is the first tool and this first tool is so powerful and so it shifts so much that, uh, whenever I shared, I always want to give this disclaimer because I don't want people to think like, oh, okay, got it. Like this is, you know, like this is the whole piece and um, there's just so much more available. And so I, I do offer, I work with people one-on-one. I, I do group programs, um, I have video courses and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to engage, which I know Robin, you said you'd share some information. So if you go to my webpage, if you want to um, just schedule a, a quick call with me, I'd be happy to talk to anybody that wants to know more about it or how they could learn more about it. Um, and that can all be done through my web page. It's like a short questionnaire. You answer a few questions and then we set up a time for a, a short call to um, see how this could support you in your life moving forward and uh, what the right fit is. Uh, so yeah, I recommend that. I did that with you and I got a lot out of it. So awesome. Thank looking forward to doing a group at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, Fingers it's crossed. So, <laughs> it's so powerful. I love watching the ships that happen yeah. with people. It's uh, so fun. It's, we, re- we realize how much of our life is not about us, how much of our life is about uh, the feedback loops and leading it for the people around us and uh, the dominant energies in our life, which this planet is showing very clearly right now that it needs to be, we need to be listening to ourselves, not the dominant voices. And I, I think that's what a, a lot of what we're experiencing is, is a restructuring of that. Yeah, that's a really powerful last statement. <laughs> yes, to that. Absolutely. So yes, David, I am um, some comments just for you in the chat, but I will be sending out the recording and also the link to connect with you and to look at your website and, um, and just good, you know, just, um, you know, websites, one thing, but like seeing you in person and hearing your story and having the experience of you and your energy and your heart just is really, um, precious and, and really important. Well, thank you, Robin. It's yeah, just so such a pleasure you. to connect with everybody. What a wonderful group here and, uh, yeah, you just thanks. feel everybody's engagement and that desire to like, I think everybody's here because they, they want to grow. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just love that sitting uh sitting with people who are eager to expand themselves and get to know themselves better and become more intimate 
with themselves, which is Yes, beautiful. absolutely. Yeah. So thank you. Lovely to watch the sunrise in your uh, <laughs> yeah, area. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you for staying a few minutes after 10. And um, I'll be sending all the information out and how to connect with David as well. And I will see you back here next week with Jessica Mortel. Um, consent, consent and conscious conversations will be, I believe, our topic for next week. So spread the word, join us, and just have a, a beautiful and blessed day uh, self-resourcing. Yeah, and practicing. Mm, yes, namaste. namaste. Thank Lots you. of love to everybody. Yeah, thank you, everybody. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> See you, everybody. See you soon. Thank you.